How are you? Tiffany's awesome. Somebody else is good. Anybody else? Everybody else doing all right? Y'all doing okay back there? Only, only this. No speaking. <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Hey, uh, we're glad that you're here this morning. Happy Father's Day uh, to, to all of our dads. So yeah, yeah, we can clap for dads. So... Happy Father's Day to our dads, and um, um, uh, before I get too far into stuff, let me, uh, I want to kind of share something coming up this week. Uh, so, okay, so this week, uh, we've got, uh, many of you may or may not remember Logan Creasy, uh, Lolo, who used to be here uh, years ago uh, as part of our worship team. Um, he is on staff at a church in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, he is bringing uh, their student ministry this week up to the Nashville area to do uh, some things, to do some mission work and uh, serve some people and whatnot. And so Logan will be here uh, this week with a bunch of uh, his folks. Uh, and, uh, and so a couple things are going on. Uh, Wednesday night, we have a, what we're calling a night of worship uh, kind of thing. And so uh, we're inviting everybody that can, if you're off on Wednesday night and can come, uh, come back, be here with us, and celebrate Jesus and all that good stuff. Um, and uh, and so that's going on Wednesday night. And then on Saturday, uh, well, they're going to be doing a couple things, a couple different times, a couple different days. Uh, Saturday, I believe, I could be wrong on some of the timing of some of this. Uh, there's going to be a, a block party thing. They're saying Bearwall Road. It's in a, it's in a, it's in a neighborhood that's off of Bearwall Road uh, where we just, we just found, we've just found a community back there that we just feel like God's laid on our hearts to go and just minister to and love on these people. We're going to do, uh, you know, probably a little food and stuff for kids. There's a ton of kids back in this neighborhood. Um, and so anyway, we're going to be doing that Saturday. Uh, and you see that if you want to help out with that, that'd be great. If you want to come, you want to bring your kids and all that, that'd be great too. Uh, we just, we just want to go love on some folks and have a good time. Uh, and then uh, Saturday night, okay, Saturday night, uh, we are having a volunteer appreciation. And so uh, l- let me, and I've said this, and I, and I hope that you're hearing me on this. This is one of those deals that if you miss it, you will be sorry. So I've warned you, okay, if you, if you serve, if you have ever served, if you are currently serving, if you're thinking about serving, I don't care. Uh, we want you to be here uh, Saturday night. There's, there's some sign-up stuff out there on the, at the desk. I forgot to say that in the first service, which is going to completely jack up. I'm sure them trying to keep up with that. Uh, but uh, anyway, there's a sign-up out there. Let us know that you're coming. We've got food for your kids. We've got food for you. And, and, and listen, it's not a ploy. It's not a, hey, we're trying to get people that do serve to come, and then we're going to give you something to do. You don't have to do anything but just show up and eat and look pretty, okay? And so just come, be here Saturday night with us. That starts at 6. Uh, it'll go for a little while, and uh, I'm just telling you, we're going to have a good time. You're going to wish that you were here if you're not here, okay? So just make sure uh, you clear Saturday night. Make sure that you're here with us. Uh, it should be very, very good. It should be fun. So anyway, hope that you can make it Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Did you get that? Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Be here. 
don't be sorry. Okay, all right. So if you got your Bible, go ahead and get it out. We're going to the book of Hosea. Uh, and uh, if you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles. They will give you one if you will just raise your hand up there and let them see it. Uh, let them get you one. If you don't own one, you can keep it. If you just need to borrow it, that's fine too. Uh, but we'd love for you to be able to follow along with us uh, in Scripture this morning. The uh, price of freedom uh, costs something. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, um, you know, we, we talk about this and we, and, and we talk about, especially as Americans, the, the freedom that we have has been paid for by uh, people, especially people in our military who have given literally their lives and, and, and given up so much uh, to maintain that we could continue to be free and are still doing so. Uh, but freedom in general, you know, in, 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 in kind of, Thinking through that idea of freedom costing something, uh, freedom in general always costs something. And so not just the freedom that we have as Americans, but even the freedom that we have as Christians costs us something. It costs something. And so we're going to talk about that this morning. We're going to talk about uh, what we see and specifically uh, in the story of Hosea and Gomer. Uh, this is a husband and a wife. Hosea is the husband. Gomer is the wife. If anyone has a little girl and wants to name her Gomer, 50 bucks for you, but it's on the birth certificate and we're all calling her Gomer, okay? Um, so, uh, yeah, so Hosea and Gomer, and uh, if you're not familiar with this passage, this, is, this, is, this, is a, this whole book is, is really eye-opening. It's some of that, some of that scripture, and, and I'll uh, just warn, if you've got small children, we're going to be talking about some pretty adult things here in a minute. I'm not trying to be crass with that. I'm just, just letting you know so you're not shocked or surprised. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, uh, but this, this story is, is some of that. This story is, you know, some of that that like, you know, if, you, if you're one of those people that like, you, you go, well, I'm all New Testament. I don't need Old Testament and any of that kind of stuff. Well, I'm just, I'm here to tell you that, that, the, that the story of God is the Old Testament and the New Testament together, and hence why we've been studying through the Old Testament, trying to help people kind of get a grasp on seeing the, the gospel, seeing Jesus through all of Scripture. And so we've been going through the Old Testament and doing that, and, and, and so we're, we're looking at a little bit of Hosea today. And so I picked Hosea 3 uh, really because I just feel like it's kind of like this kind of summing up a little bit of, of kind of what's going on with the whole book, but we see kind of this on-again, off-again struggles of people uh, that are in you know, the book of Hosea, specifically Hosea and Gomer and some of their life decisions that haven't turned out so well. And so, but Hosea himself, uh, I think it's important for us to note, Hosea is, is, is a man of God. Hosea is one of these guys that has followed the Lord and is following the Lord and he's listening to the Lord. And I think that that, I think that that right there, that one statement that Hosea is listening to the Lord is important for us and it's important for us to ask ourselves, am I doing that too? Am I listening to the Lord or not? Hosea chapter 3, uh, and as we get into this passage, we see God's explaining something to Hosea, and you'll see this played out here in just a minute. We're going to read this chapter, which is only like five verses, so it's not very long. But we see something played out in this story in this happening, this piece of history, if you will, of, of what God has done and what God is doing for his people and the relationship of a husband and a wife. And God kind of tells, and we'll see that here in just a second, he kind of tells Hosea, hey, look, you and your wife, you represent me in Israel. You represent me and my people. 
So the relationship that we see between Hosea and Gomer throughout this passage and really throughout the whole book of Hosea, the whole idea in which God is, and God explains this is that you are representing who I am and who my children are. So that's between us and the Lord even uh, where that comes down. So anyway, let's look at Hosea chapter three, verse one. It says this, it says, and the Lord said to me, go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. Now, I, I got to tell you, so let me tell you about this cakes of raisins thing. So first of all, the cakes of raisins thing was a delicacy thing that was like a big deal to them to the point that it was such a deal that they were worshiping them. I mean, that's why God's bringing it up. This is God speaking to Hosea in this little line right here, or it's in quotes, okay? He's saying, God said to me, you know, kind of thing. And, and so it was such, such a big deal that it was, it was getting between them and the Lord, you know, kind of a deal. So, you know, I, I mean, obviously we know that food can do that for many of us. I love food. You love food. We all love food. I should, could sure go for some Thai food right now. I'm just going to say it. Sorry. And so, but anyway, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a good hint for Father's Day, right? Uh, but no, so, but every time I read this passage, for whatever it's worth, every time I read this passage, I don't care how, how many years I've read this passage, every time I read this passage, when we get to the love cakes of raisins, I can't help but see the end of the aisle of Little Debbie's. So <laughs> there was nothing spiritual about for me to just say all that. I just wanted to share. Okay, so verse two, it goes on. We'll, we'll come back and we're going to talk about some of this stuff. It says, so I bought her. Okay, so this Hosea talking, he says, so I bought her, talking about this woman, who we're going to talk about who that is here in a minute, I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a lectic of barley. He bought her. And I said to her, verse 3, you must dwell as mine for, my day, for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods. Sorry, lost my place. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek to the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come to fear, come in fear to the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. Okay. So already you're kind of like, okay, this is, if, if you're not familiar with this, with this story, you're probably thinking, this sounds interesting. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Let me, let me kind of, let me help clarify a couple things. And, and we know this because we know that we have the whole, the whole book of Hosea, the whole story of what was going on in their life uh, to kind of go with this, uh, which allows us to kind of have a little back, background of like who this lady is and all this kind of stuff. So we, I've already introduced you to Ho, uh, uh, Hosea and Gomer, uh, husband and wife. Well, so God comes to Hosea and he says to him, go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress. This is talking about his wife, Gomer. Okay. This is talking about his wife, Gomer. God is saying to Hosea, go and, and she's his wife. Okay. Mind you, 
She's his wife, but, but Gomer has made some bad decisions with her life. Uh, we don't know exactly why or what has happened, but basically uh, she has sought another life. Now, when you start to begin, if you're like me, because I'm a, I'm a wretched sinner, uh, if you're like me and you begin to hear that statement, you begin to hear those things and realize that this whore and all of this that they're talking about is really this guy's wife, and you know that this guy's trying to follow the Lord and God is speaking to him, our initial reaction, if we were to have those pieces of information about somebody in this day and age, would be for us to look at those people or at least maybe not vocalize it, or, but think it, that we would think, well, they're just trash. They're just trash. Well, let me, let me give us some perspective on this. We know because of, again, having the whole story uh, in the book. We don't have, we're not going to obviously read the whole book of Hosea today. But we know from the whole story that she is also a mother of three. They, they have a family. You know, this, this isn't... This isn't probably something that she just chose at some point, but something she fell into due to bad decisions or whatever it is. But at some point, she chose to go away from her family. And we've seen this. We've all seen this. We've seen many, many accounts in our lives of people that we know that have struggled and uh, marriages and different things and, and things happen. And most of the time, we never know exactly what's going on. We may not exactly know what's going on here. And I'll be honest with you, the important part of the story of Hosea and Gomer doesn't have anything to do with why Gomer just ended up away from their marriage and into basically sex trafficking. So, you know, for us to kind of have this understanding, basically, she's, she's a prostitute, okay, and, and she's in sex trafficking and in and, and, and slavery, okay, and, and I think we in this world, and I'm, I'm grateful for this, I think we in this world today in 2017 have a little bit better of an understanding of what that looks like due to some light being shed on the fact that that's going on still to this day. Um, and, and for us to understand more about that and how to help people out of that uh, and help people from falling into that, uh, that's where she's at. So God says to Hosea, dude, go and get your wife. And you're like, okay. Now, there's a lot of emotions that go with that. I mean, she's obviously not being faithful to him, Maybe some of this not by her choice, but we believe that part of this is by her choice, and this is because we see an on-again, off-again throughout the book of Hosea of the struggles that we have, that she has, uh, with whatever's going on in life. And so for Hosea, I'm, I'm just thinking, okay, God's saying this to him, but he's got to be battling some feelings here. I mean, any of us can understand that at any given point in time, that, it, you know, that something like this happens, it, it conjures up things. But God is the redeemer of all redeemers. And he heals things. And he calls us to do things sometimes that is the, the opposite of what our human sinful nature wants us to do. And he says, go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. So, there's kind of two parts to this verse. Kind of two parts, I guess, to saying what God is saying to Hosea to do. He's, he's telling him, go get your wife. Okay, we got, we got that. 
We got that. And, and he's throwing in there, I know she's an adulteress. I know, I know that she's not in a good place, but I'm telling you to go get her. And then he gives, then he gives Hosea something. And this is, this is the money on this thing, okay? And it says, it says, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. And you're like, what? Even as the Lord loves the children of Israel. Let's just stop right there. Even as the Lord loves the children of Israel. You see, what, what God is saying to Hosea is he's saying, bro, you're going to go after your wife, and you should go after your wife, and I'm telling you that you going after your wife symbolizes what I do for my children. I go after them. And he says, how or he says things that they do, even spite these things, I go after them. The things are that he says right here, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. So, so we've got a couple of things. He's just throwing out a couple of examples here of like, you know, my children, who I love, who I've done everything for, they turn their back on me. But I go after them. I pursue them. And Hosea, you are going to go and you are going to pursue Gomer too. Just like I pursue my children. And so the story of Hosea and Gomer becomes not just this crazy messed up love story type deal, but it also is this, this example of God's love for his children, for his family despite our love for other gods and little Debbies, okay? So let's talk about, let's talk about the other gods for just a second. I think, I think this is important, and I think it plays to part of the story here, and I think it helps us see. And part of this, again, you know, we're studying through the Old Testament because I, I want us to have some kind of ground of common knowledge of, of at least some, some simple things as a, as a body of believers as to the story of God and what he's done for his people and some understanding of the Old Testament. So that's why we've been doing this. We've been doing this for a year and a half or something like that. I don't know. We're getting, actually, we're weeks away from, from being done. Um, so uh, the gods that it's talking about, that God is talking about, that they've turned to other gods. I think that for a lot of us, we see the Bible and we go, oh, well, you know, that's just the Bible and that's God's word and everybody in it's holy. And, you know, that's, that's not the case. We think it's all like, you know, arcs and rainbows and all that stuff. But to get to arcs and rainbows, you've got dead people underwater. Okay, I mean, to, you know, to, to get to these other things, there's usually, you know, some kind of crazy something that's happened, and and in and in this situation, you know, what we've got in talking about, you know, uh, this situation is, is a culture that actually looks a lot like the culture that we live in, and I don't think that for a lot of us, we want to see that to really be the case sometimes when it comes to scripture. We we just think, oh well, you know, the Bible's outdated because it's old. <laughs> no, we're talking about pimps and hoes here, okay? You know, this is, this is, this is really happening. This is, this is the situation. And so to furthermore, to kind of give you an understanding, I'm not telling you any of this to be crass, I promise you. To give you an understanding of like the gods that they were worshiping, one of them was called Baal. 
And they actually, and I don't know why they did this, but they had like, you know, like different bail. There would be like bail, you know, hyphen something else, and they would have like different bales or whatever. But like one of the main ones that they would worship, that people were worshiping, and God's people, many of God's people were finding themselves. He's coming. Watch out. Um, we hear you. We got you. And so one of, the, one of the big Baal gods that we see being worshipped, now these are obviously like made up false gods or whatever, but one of the, one of the, one of the Baal gods, uh, just uh, funny that it's thundering, was a god of weather, okay? <laughs> Not making this up, I promise. You know, <laughs> go, go check your facts. And, but, but, you know, at that point in time, people, people would worship you know, they, 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 would, they would want what they want. And so, like, for many of them at that time, because they needed crops, they needed food, they needed income, they needed water, they needed rain. So they would, they would oftentimes go and worship this, you know, Baal god of weather. Some, many of God's people had fallen to this. This is exactly what God's talking about. And this was hugely prevalent right at this moment that this was happening. So to, to kind of even get even furthermore, like how, how crazy this is and how crazy the culture is, and to understand that this is why we're seeing this story of Hosea and Gomer, that this probably wasn't as far-fetched as we might think and go, well, that's just a story and that didn't really happen. No, I'm, I'm telling you, like, get ready for this. So one of the things that they would do, because, you know, they'd gone to you know, the weather.com God before, and it wasn't working out with the whole, let's like, you know, sacrifice a cow. It's like, well, um, let's do something to get this God's attention. And this is history here. I'm just sharing a piece of history. They would literally go to these altars and sometimes have sex. It's like, well, we'll do this and this will get their attention and then we'll get some rain. This was, you know, and, and so obviously what's going on here is you've got like some, you've got some crazy lines of thought, first off, but then secondly, you've got obviously sin entering into the equation and, and even just a bigger thing than just not only are they worshiping a false god, but they're committing adultery and all of these things. And this, this was, this was the culture that this was happening in. And so when God says, Go again, love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. This is, this is a huge statement. Think about being the creator of the universe who has given your children everything and you have loved them and you know and you know what you're going to do for them. You know that you're going to send Jesus for them. You know that you know, you've made them to worship you, and instead they're worshiping and doing these awful things to false gods. And so the gravity of the statement that God is making to Hosea, Hosea knows. Hosea's like, whoa. You're right. Like, you know, he might not be guilty of the Baal worship thing, but maybe he's guilty about the cakes of raisins or something. I don't know. But either way, Hosea gets the picture. And it says, verse 2, So I bought her, his wife. I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a lectic of barley. I bought her. 
And you can study on that, and different people say different things as to whether or not that was a ton of money, and that was maybe everything that he had, or that was like a great deal or something. I, you know, It doesn't really matter, because at the end of the day, here's what I know. At the end of the day, I know that he made a sacrifice, probably a great sacrifice. Maybe it was everything that he had type of sacrifice, but he made, they made, their family made a sacrifice to buy mom and bring her home. And that's amazing. And even more amazing is the fact that God himself has made the sacrifice to send his only son for us even while we have chosen other gods. Verse 3, And I said to her, You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. And so Hosea tells Gomer after buying her out of slavery, giving, sacrificing to get her out of slavery, he says to her, look, you're done with this, and no other man is going to have you, but, but also, for right now, I'm not either, because that's not why I bought you. And so, there's this, this going to be without being intimate, period, of their relationship, of their marriage. And in verse 4, it goes on, and it gives us a little more of this, and it says, For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, and all these things, and it goes on. And, and, and so the, the picture for us here today is that this is going to be a time of renewal, you know, and now when you and I, we think about renewal, we're like, man, you get a time renewal. There's a couple down here a minute ago, they were just telling me, you know, we got to miss this thing Saturday night. And, you know, she was like, you know, I'm an only child just like you, and I hate to miss out on things. And you're up there on stage, you're talking about how I'm going to miss out, and I'm going to wish I hadn't missed out, and we're going to be gone because we're going on a cruise. And I looked at her and was like, mm. you know, I'm so sorry, you know. Because they're going for a time of renewal. That's what we think of when we think of a time of renewal. We think about, like, well, I'm going to the beach. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go someplace cold. I don't know. I'd take someplace cold right now with Thai food. Uh, you know, but uh, maybe that's my little Debbie. Uh, but um, anyway. <laughs> God, can't stop it. Uh, and, but, but, you know, you, you kind of get where it's going. So when we think of renewal, we're thinking about like, you know, we're going to like take a break from, you know, work, not things we enjoy, not things that we think that we need. God's trying to help make clear here something for us. When in verse four, after, after Hosea has said to her, look, you and I, we're going to be, we're just going to chill. We're not going to be intimate. And God comes in verse four and he says, for the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar. And so, to, again, you got to go back to a culture moment here. Kings and princes were very important. If your people doesn't have, a, you know, if you don't have the leader, if you don't have your king, if you don't have your prince, well, then all of a sudden you're like, you know, worried. Oh, everything's going to like fall apart. What are we going to do, you know? 
And God's saying, this is going to happen for my people as well. They're going to be without a king. They're going to be without a prince. They are going to have to go without. This is, again, time of renewal. Why is this time of renewal? Why Not being intimate, not having a king, not having a prince. Because sometimes God needs to, and listen to this, God needs to take things away from us in order that we will rely on him. Sometimes God needs to take things away from us in order that we will rely on him. So, you know, for those moments, maybe, and it's not all, I'm not saying it's always this way, but for many of those moments in life, I really do believe, where things aren't working out the way we think they should. Notice what he said, we think they should. Say it again, we think they should. And we don't have what we think we need. Yeah, sometimes that's because God's like, hey, hello, I'm over here. You can't do this alone. And if I go on letting you try to do it alone, you're going to make a wreck out of it and turn into a prostitute. God loves us. He is pursuing us. He's not saying, hey, Hosea, you go do that thing, and I'm just going to sit here. No, he's saying, you go after your wife, and I am going after my children. Folks, that's good news. We hear you. Verse 5. Afterward, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God. He's saying, after this time of renewal, they'll get it. Eventually, they'll get it. They will turn and they will seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come in fear to the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. Folks, I hope that you pick this up that what Hosea has done in getting freedom for his wife, buying her out of slavery, God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. He has paid the price that we couldn't pay. Our sin deserves death. It's the gospel. Our sin deserves death. There is a penalty for our sin. And God loved us so much that he pursued us to the point of sending his one and only son to come and pay the price for our sin. The death that we deserve on a cross where he would shed his blood. Where he would give his life. And for a moment in time... He would be without the Father. I don't think that we really will ever know how amazingly incredible that really was for God to do. Hosea bought her back. And God has come after us with his son to buy us as well. That if we would believe in him, the blood that was shed, that it would be enough to forgive us, to buy us from our slavery to sin. That's amazing. 
That's amazing. Many days, Hosea says to Gomer, many days. We don't know how long that is. Maybe you're in the middle of many days. Maybe you're at a point in your life right now where many days is a real thing for you. And you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I'm here to tell you, many days has an end. God loves us and he is pursuing us. 1 Peter 2.24 says this. It says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. By his wounds, you have been healed. Matthew 20, 28 says, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. A ransom. Jesus paid the ransom for our sins. 1 Timothy 2, 6, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For us men today, fathers, husbands, maybe you're not a father, but you're still a man. Let me encourage you in something, and and truthfully for all of us today, for all of us today, we can look at this situation and what we see is we see faithfulness in following God and knowing that He is always faithful to us. He doesn't ask us to do something He's not already doing. He's the ultimate faithful. He sets the bar. And that's where Hosea, on that day, when God spoke to him and said, go get your wife. Go do whatever it takes. Take all the money out of the bank. Get all the, get all the hay, get all the whatever this other stuff is. Take all this stuff, everything you've got, and go get her despite the fact that she had turned her back on her family. Hosea is able to do it because God says to him, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, even though we have sinned and we have fallen short, God loves us. He cares for us. He wants to redeem us. Freedom from sin is not free. Freedom from sin costs a price. That price was the blood of Jesus on a cross. So, what about us? What about you? What about me? What would it cost to pay for your freedom? Jesus bought you. Jesus paid it all. Let me pray for us. God, as we hear your reign, we are reminded of how great you are and how small we are. 
God, I pray that we would seek you with all of our hearts. God, even, even in the, just the next few moments of our time together in our service, God, I pray, Lord, that we would seek you, that we would find you, that you would speak to us. God, that we would be reminded of who you are and what you've done through the blood of your Son. God, be honored in this time. God, for anyone listening, God, I pray that has not ever trusted in you to be their Savior. God, I pray that today would be the day that they would trust in you, that they would believe upon your blood, the cross, and an empty tomb to know what you've done and the sacrifice that you've made through your son, Jesus. God, we pray that today and we ask all this in your name. Amen.